Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Alright, everyone, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 229 with John Davis. How are you, John? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you guys doing down there? Yeah, we're going well, mate. Now, we're just having a great little chat before. Um, I'm really excited about today's podcast. Firstly, uh, not many times I meet an American that's got a bit of a husky voice like myself. Um, so we're talking about before. I think we're using Zoom for this. I think the, the audio levels will be really good about that. So um, how's things been, mate? What's exciting you at the moment, John? What's exciting me for at the moment is the fact that the, the COVID thing has been so crazy for everybody. But for me, it's really opened me up to whole new uh, opportunities. I mean, I mean, as, a, as a, a motivational speaker, I'm used to being in small rooms with large sums of people. And that went away. So I, had, I was like, here's my opportunity. What can I do? So I started upping my video game and upping my virtual game. And I started um, creating online courses, which are coming out next year because I won't do them quick. I want to make sure they're, they're right before they get released. But uh, yeah, it, it really gave me the opportunity to stretch into new areas. So when we come out of this COVID thing, I'm really excited about the fact that I'm going to have live programs, virtual programs, online courses. I'm going to come out of this thing so much better because it gave me the time to actually do it. Mm, and, and I know, uh, like yourself, we're talking before that um, previous to COVID, spend a lot of time in airports and on planes and traveling and things like that. Um, really, COVID's been an opportunity to, I don't really like this word, but pivot, do you know what I mean? And, and think about what you're doing and make it better and smarter. And, and obviously, you've done that really well. Yeah. And you know what else it did? It gave me the opportunity to spend more time in my underwear. <laughs> Is, is that a good thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, for me it is. Don't visualize. I'm not asking you to visualize. <laughs> hey, uh, like, like, you don't know what I'm wearing right now. All you no, can I, see is the, from, the, from the chest up, right? And, and you look I could great, be wearing mate. anything right now. I could be wearing feathers for all you know. <laughs> uh, so let's get into your background, John. So obviously people are probably picking up. You've been a comedian. You are a comedian. You've been a stuntman, college <laughs> professor motivational speaker you've done it all do you want to sort of if you can paint the picture for your background you probably do it better than anyone how would you describe yourself uh well i, I describe myself as a comedy sword fighting stuntman comedian fight director and um uh, action hero um the, <laughs> the reason i i well let, let's 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 get something out of the way. I said action hero. I did not say superhero. There's a distinct difference. An action hero is an, is an ordinary individual who creates extraordinary results in service of others. A superhero is a person who wears their underwear on the outside of their pants and was irradiated by goo and wears some sort of cape, has bad fashion sense, and has superpowers. That's the main difference, right? I'm an action hero. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I'm inspired by you on this. For some reason, there's a lot of underwear in this podcast today. <laughs> um, um, but the, um, the interesting thing is, is, as an action hero, I, as a young man, wanted to be a, st a stuntman. It was my, my biggest goal in life. Fight director, stuntman was my goal. And I ended up meeting two guys who were two of the top fight directors in the world, and they started training me in, their, in the stage combat and fight styles. And then I was really on the way going there. I was about to be about to go go big time with that. And a buddy of mine called me up and said, "Hey, can you help me unload my van?" And he was a professional potter. He made beautiful pottery. And you know, then I had to question whether he was a real friend because you don't call your friend and say, "Can you help me unload my van?" 
you know, you know, it's like asking someone to move, right? You know, you don't do that. <laughs> so I came over to his house and I climbed up into his van. I was at this point, I was, you know, I was in martial arts and I was strong. I was lifting weights. I was really buff. You know, I was a fight guy. And I, so I felt this was just another workout. His van was filled with 80 pound boxes of clay. And I climbed up in this van and I grabbed the first 80 pound box, the very first one. And I lifted it up and I turned to set it outside of the van and my upper body separated from my lower body. Oh. Literally, my upper body unscrewed from my lower body and I collapsed. They picked me up. They hauled me to the hospital. The doctor informed me I had a condition known as spina bifida occulta. Uh, when he said that, I said, Gesundheit. Um, <laughs> I had no idea what the hell that was. How heck, what heck that was. I don't know what you're, if I can cuss on your. Yeah, you're getting us all, mate. Go for it. All right, right. So, um, I, I, what that basically means is I had three vertebrae that were never formed properly at birth, and so they were not connected strongly together. And when I twisted that day, they literally fell off and pinched off my spinal column. And so, doctor told me you will never have a physical career. You'll never be a stuntman. You'll never be a fight director. You'll never do anything that you have set your goals on. And I should start looking for a sedentary career now at 22 years old. Wow. And so here I was and in the hospital, and I went through some dark, dark days where I really felt like I was going to commit suicide because it was everything I wanted. It was my goal. And somebody gave me, a, gave me a book called The Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee. And the book is about his philosophy on martial arts, and there's a whole section in there about mental flexibility and, and being like water, you know, you, you being flexible when, when adversity comes up. And so using the, the, the concepts of that, I literally started creating successful present moments. And it was about 30 days, and I was able to walk again. And then it was about a year that I was back to being normal, not, not as strong as I was, but normal. And then it was a year and six months that I jumped off a three-story tower into a fall pad. Wow. And then I ended up going on and doing over 4,000 live comedy sword fighting stunt shows in 16 countries around the world. Dang. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. I, I love that, John. And um, I like that analogy, you know, be like water. And I think if you're going to relate that back to anything, it's very similar that obviously you didn't hurt your back again, but, you know, COVID hit and we all had to be like water. We all had to adapt. The one thing I find really funny there is you're fighting your stuntman that's no dramas, but lifting a box of clay is how you injured yourself. Do you find that a bit ironic? I do find that ironic. And quite honestly, it really pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Damn box of clay beat me when, when some of the best stuntmen in the world couldn't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I, I, and I, you know, I, was, I was going for my black belt. I was into martial arts. I was doing, and I, I was a very physical guy, but it was just twisting in that certain way with that extra 80 pounds. That did it. Yeah, no, it was, it was a not a pleasant experience. And, yeah, it did piss me off. And I, I think, so obviously at 22 years of age, you know, we all have our sights set on what we want to do and what we think we're going to do. And when that's changed, um, do you, looking at that now, obviously you don't want to go through that again. But in a way, do you, you know, that built a lot of resilience. And the book that you read, and that's probably really set you up for the rest of your life. You know what? Uh, it, when I look back at my life now, you know, I couldn't see it then, but when I look at my back of my life now, it was the one pivotal event that made me a real action hero. And and I say real action hero. I mean, you're talking to a guy right now 
I've been a stuntman, a flight director, a fight choreographer, a director of theme parks, a college professor, an executive, and an artistic director, um, and now a motivational speaker, keynote speaker. And so I've done everything. I've been to 30 countries total. I've been inside the pyramids of Giza on top of Machu Picchu. I've swam in the blue lagoons of Iceland. I've been all over the world. I've lived the life of an adventurer, and I blame it all on that box of clay, <laughs> right? Because that box of clay proved to me what I, could, what I could do, that I had the ability to do anything as long as I kept it in the right mindset about doing it. Because the doctor wanted to put pins in my back so that, and to uh, hold it together, and I refused because putting pins in my back would have meant that my back would not have been able to flex Jeez. and I would not be able to do a high fall or a roll. And so I said, no, I'm going to be a fight director. I'm going to be a stuntman. And so rather than going his route, I started doing yoga and started strengthening my lower back muscles and then started lifting weights and doing a lot of back exercises to get my back strong. And I still today, as we talk, have spina bifida without any any pins or any surgery ever having been done on it. But I've been, I've done sword fights all over the world. Mm, I, I love that. And, and I talk about this a lot, but if you've got a strong core, it helps every aspect of your life. And, and every aspect of your life. You know, I think people are realizing that as well, John, you know, as um, you know, screen time increases, we sit in front of zoom all the day, we're sitting down that how important our posture is. And essentially that's what you're saying that by going back and working on your flexibility, your strength, you've been able to build all that back up. Now, one thing I've always been fascinated with, and it's probably a bit of a bucket list goal for me is, I'd love to do a like a comedian show, but like what what's the tips there? Because it, I think it's very easy to speak on stage. I think it's very easy to do a keynote, to do a podcast, a video. But there's something different about a, a comedian show. But how did you yeah. sort of? How did well, you get let me into let that? me give you, let me give you the let me give you the first cue, first okay. key essence. Be funny. <laughs> that's not a secret. Are you funny? Are if you're funny, then you'll get work, right? They say if you want to be the a, a top keynote speaker, you have to be funny. You have to put humor into your speeches, right? Um, the the hardest part about doing comedy and and becoming a comedian, I haven't done a lot of stand up, and I have done some, but I most of my comedy is situational because I put up, I you know. I do a lot of Commedia Del Arte kind of stuff where I'm a sword fighter guy, right? And I'm the big guy and he's the little guy. So we're doing a lot of slapstick and all that kind of stuff. But I'm also doing a lot of verbal comedy, as you can probably tell from this podcast, <laughs> right? So the thing, the thing about comedy is comedy comes with, with two things. Um, one of them is the courage to take a risk. And second is the risk, right? right? It's a risk. But both of those things are based in one element, and it's your own personal fear. Now, I do a thing called the five Fs. It's about the five Fs of how to get through stuff. Now, the first of the five Fs is fearlessness. So people get all freaked out about, okay, I want to be a comedian. I want to do this thing, but I'm afraid that I'm going to fail, right? Well, if you really think about what fear is, fear is an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen with your focus on it being a negative, right? It's just negatively focused on certainty. So in reality, there's, there's nothing here that's actually happening. It's your own mind working on an, in a negative way that's putting you that way. So how do you get rid of your fear, right? <laughs> well, I was very fortunate. I did six USO tours. I was on the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan. 
and I work with you know stunt men who've been on fire, and, and so I've been around people who have put themselves in very stressful situations, and I ask them how how do you do it, and the first thing they say is we have to set our fears aside, and then I started talking to actors, and you know that actors are trained, actually get on stage, they're trained that if they forget their lines on stage, their first job is to exhale, and relax all their muscles. And the reason being is because we have this natural fight-or-flight response. When we have a fear, fear response, we, we gasp for air, right? And that first gasp for air, you know, everybody says when they're afraid, they, they can't breathe. Oh, I can't breathe. I'm so scared. I'm like, I can't breathe. It's not that they can't breathe. It's that their body has filled their lungs up, and they don't want to doesn't want to let the air out so that you can run further and faster. Because, you know, you ever, you ever watch those National Geographic shows on TV, there's always that one gazelle. You know, that, you know the one? That's sitting out there in the field eating the grass going, mmm, <laughs> crunch, 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 right? And then the tiger hits the field, right? And then suddenly that thing goes, <gasps> and freaks out, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it's the same response. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Same response you have. Like like if you're a parent and you watch your kid almost fall, you go, <gasps> you go oh, my God, my kid, right? <laughs> it's the same natural response. So the next time you find yourself not doing something because you're nervous about the outcome or something happens like COVID that's going to scare you, and you're not because of the uncertainty of it. Exhale. <laughs> you know, let yourself breathe and relax. Because when you get in the fear response, it shuts off your reasoning and turns on your survival. And when you exhale and relax, it tells your body you're fine. And all the lines for the actor come right back in their head when they do it. Mm. So set, set your fear down. And, and with that as well, you're blowing out the carbon dioxide. So when you inhale in, it's the same as when you talk to hold your breath and dive. Do you know what I mean? Like instead of getting up, you need to exhale because you need to get rid of what's inside your lungs. And essentially, it's the last thing we think to do because we need to breathe, but we, we need to get out the bad stuff and get the good oxygen in. And that's essentially what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, so, so everything about fear is bad for you. You know, holding the air in and not being able to breathe is not good for you. And holding air in that's turning bad quickly <laughs> and needs to get out of you, right? That's not good either, right? <laughs> right, right. But the cool part is, is that when you're, when you're trying to get out of your fears, you, you already have a natural uh, thing to focus on, your goal, what you, want to, what you want to achieve, right? So the first of the five Fs was fearlessness. The second one was focus, right? Soldier says, when he's in the field, I said, how can you go out there and know you're going to get shot at? He says, because I have an objective, right? Stunt man standing on top of a tower looking down, he's not focused on the tower. He's not focused on the jump. He's focused on where the hell he's going to land, <laughs> right? He's looking at the goal, right? And I'll, and I'll tell you from, from, from um, experience that when you're standing at the bottom looking up at the tower, it doesn't look nearly as high as when you're on the top looking down. And the pad looks much bigger when you're at the bottom, right? So here I am <laughs> looking at that, uh, at the focus. But a lot of us have that negative focus, that fear response, right? And you, what you focus on is what you're going to get. You're going you're gonna to bring more negative into your experience if you focus negatively. So you got fearlessly in focus. You mean go on to another one? I'd love to hear the next three, please. <laughs> oh, oh, well, here we go. All right. Yeah. Let's so fearlessly focus. All right. Fearlessly focus. The next one is faith, confidence, belief you can, right? You know, I, I have a 17-year-old son right now, and he's teaching me all kinds of new lessons about hormones at the moment. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> back, when, <laughs> but back when he was six years old, he told me, taught me the greatest lesson about faith. You see, we have a Nerf crossbow, 
You have nerf you have nerf weapons down there in, in Australia? Yeah, we, right. yeah, we right. do, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I we have a nerf crossbow. If anybody has a nerf crossbow, they know they are the most accurate nerf weapon you could possibly have. <laughs> they will hit their target every damn time, right? My son at six years old could hit the target every damn time. And so we get we had this game where we used to play where one of us would sit on our couch in our living room and we'd shoot across the living room, through the kitchen door, hit the side of the trash can, and the trash can would go bing, and we'd giggle, and it was fun. But it, we could hit it every time. So we created another, another part of the game was whoever wasn't shooting had to take two Nerf swords and stand halfway between the two, flailing them up and down so that the, so that the darts couldn't get through. Right? Yeah. right? So my son would get up there and being, you know, being his dad, and he was six, I'm going to let him win, right? <laughs> so, so I'm up there, and I'm flailing him, but I'm leaving the whole center wide open. And he's ping, he's hitting it every time. And then it comes my turn to shoot, and I get up there, and I start, of course I'm not going <laughs> to, not going to so I shoot him, and the floor, and the wall, and the ceiling, anything but the trash can, right? <laughs> About the fourth or fifth time, he starts laughing. He says, Dad, why, 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 you know, I know why you miss. I know exactly why you miss. I go, Oh, crap, I've been caught. <laughs> Why do you think I missed, Kynan? He says, because you don't believe you're going to hit it. Ooh, powerful. Uh, my little Yoda, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't believe you're going to hit it. You have to believe it. Well, So when you're out there, you're creating your experience. You have to believe that the goal that you've set, you will achieve. You know, when I was in that bed and couldn't get out of it, I had to believe I was going to be a stuntman and not be stopped by the injury. Right. That was a part of my, my recovery right there was that that faith in that outcome. The next one's the hard one, the really hard one, actually. <laughs> follow through. Oh, yes. And so you got fearlessly focused with faith and follow through. You have all these other three in action, but you got to do something. You got to get off the damn couch. Right. Go out there and put one foot in front of the other and do something. And, and literally one foot in front of the other. The problem is what happens is a lot of times we'll get to that moment like like Say, for instance, I was somebody who wanted to be a comedian and want to get on stage, right? The action is getting on the stage. The action is actually getting up and doing it, right? So for me, I had to go, okay, I'm going to get out of this bed. So today, I'm going to get my feet working again. And then, you know, today I'm going to bend my knees, you know? And so I had to work one moment at a time. The interesting thing is, is that when you're working one moment at a time, what you're, do, what you're doing is you're creating successful present moments, right? Now check, now check I'm going to get a little, little brain science on you. Is that all right? Cool, I love that. Yes, please. All right, so we only have one conscious moment that we live. It's the only moment that we can do anything in. It's our present moment. You can't go to the store next Thursday right now. You can't go to the store last Thursday right now. You can only go to the store right now, right? So in this moment, I have to make sure that this moment is successful to create a conscious moment memory behind me that is successful. Because all the, all the past is, is memories of present moments. And all the future is, is uh, a place where you set goals for your next present moment. Most people sit in this moment, in their conscious moment, and they focus on their goals and they think they have to get to it. Well, the brain doesn't work that way, and it doesn't comprehend that way. When you sit in this moment and you declare, I am having to get to something, it's te you're telling your subconscious mind that you're stuck, right? You have to get rid of words that are, that are nonproductive. 
I had to take words out of my vocabulary, wanting, needing, hoping, trying, all the words that did nothing in my present moment. I had to, I had to change them to creating, enjoying, you know, I am blank. Whatever I wanted to put after I am is what I was creating. Now that puts that stack of present moments behind you that gives you this subconscious belief. Now this subconscious mind is your, is your um, partner in achieving what it is you believe. And I could prove it to you. So say for instance, say for instance, you wanted to buy a car and you chose what kind of car you were going to buy, right? Have you ever done that before? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yep. Yeah. Did you ever notice that once you made the choice, you started seeing that kind of car everywhere? <laughs> everywhere. Everyone else. Everywhere. <laughs> right, right, right. Let's see. The way that works is your subconscious mind, after you made a conscious physical choice, your subconscious mind started showing it to you. It literally started giving you, like, there it is, there it is. It started helping you achieve whatever you focus on. Tough part is, when you're, when you're sitting here in this moment, you're focused on something negative, it's going to steer you more negative, right? So you have to make sure your present moment, conscious moments are successful to make sure that the next one, here's the, here's the really hard part about follow through, is when we're in his, our present moment, we're trying to make these small, successful present moments. Sometimes we screw up. Sometimes one gets messed up. And then we go, ah, I'm so dumb. He smacked the top of her head. I'm so dumb. That's why I'm bald. Because of the smack in my head. <laughs> yeah, right. Too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But the reality of it is, is that by beating yourself up in the next moment, you're just wasting another moment. Right? It, what I had to do is I had to change my perspective about mess ups. I had to change my perspective by saying, no, no, that's just silly. <laughs> that's silly. I don't do that because I'm doing that. So I had to stay focused on the outcome. Um, and by staying focused on the outcome, I achieved my outcome. The toughest part for most people is they sit in their present moment. They think they have to get to something, and that is coming to them. So they have to realize that it's the small, successful present moments that stack on top of each other that bring it to you. So that's fearlessly focused with faith, follow through. The last one we kind of already talked about, we kind of started with it, flexibility. So when something comes up, and something is always going to come up <laughs> that seems contrary to what you're trying to achieve, you have to change your perspective about it. Because if, you, if, if it comes up and you believe, back to you know, the belief, the faith, if you believe it's stopping you, then it is. But if you believe it's something that has to be addressed to get your goal, then it is. So for me, when something would come up, I would go, I would go no. Okay, this is something I have to deal with to get to that. When my back injury, now I, I can look back at it now. I didn't necessarily see this at the time, but I'll bet you I can look back at it. <laughs> right. I can look back at it now. The career that I've had. I mean, I worked in film with Brad Pitt and David Duchovny, and you know, I've been, I've done pretty cool things in my life. And I look back now, and it was all because I stayed flexible, like water, like Bruce Lee said. So those are the those are the basic five Fs: fearlessly focus with faith, follow through with flexibility. Love that, love that, and and guys, if you go to show. Uh, our show notes, episode number 229. John's given us a free ebook audio that'll match exactly what you've spoken about today. So you can get that, you can implement it after the podcast. Because I think that's something really important that, do you know what I mean? Like we're listening to this today, John, but then we actually take action and follow through. And listening to those five S, I love them. Um, do you think follow through is the one that people really struggle with the most? Yeah. And you know, and you know what's, in what's interesting about what, the fact that they struggle with that is because when they get to follow through, they drop back to number one. 
They yeah. drop back to their fears. Because if you're not taking an action, you're in a fear, right? Mm. Now, all of these happen simultaneously. They're not a step. You don't have to restart every time. You know, you just have to check in with your fear and shut your fear down and keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's one of those things that each day, if you, if you take action towards what you want to do, but don't, don't be living that I'll be happy. I used to do this for a long time. You know, and I, I did a Ted talk two years ago. I spoke about, I'll be happy when, so you're never mm. present. You're not allowing yourself to actually enjoy each day because you're chasing this goal that's in the future. It's, it's, a, right. it, it's just our mind, isn't it? That we actually play these games on ourselves. All, all the all the time, and you know, the, the idea of happiness is funny too, because happiness is is a choice. You get to choose to be happy or not. You know, I've known people who who didn't have, you know, two pennies to rub together, but they were the happiest people on earth. And I've known wealthy people who were terrified of getting married because they're afraid they'd lose their money. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you know, the, neither you know th that person wasn't happy, and the poor person was. So it literally comes down to you you taking the choice of making your present moment successful and happy. Mm, and I know before you mentioned a lot about traveling and um, I've done a lot myself. And I think that's probably the most gratifying experience you can have, John, because particularly when you go like climbing up Machu Picchu, you know, the porters you have that their job is, I thought it was pretty horrific. They're carrying 25, 30 kilos up high altitude. They're wearing sandals, but they were probably the happiest people I've ever seen. And it's at the end of the day, they're happy to have a job. They're happy to work with their friends. They're in a beautiful place and that's their choice, isn't it? And we do get right. to do that every day. We can say, I want to be happy. Right. It's, it's, it's so true. You know, uh, being in Iraq and Afghanistan, um, I got to see some really horrific things and be part of some pretty horrific things. I actually had, you know, bombs and RPGs and rifles shot at me when I was wow. there. Um, but what was interesting was every place I went in every one of those countries that I was on those tours, I saw kids playing. Mm. I saw kids having fun, right? I saw kind people. When I tried, it was for, <laughs> when I, the first time I went to Egypt, I, I treated everyone like a prince because it's, the, I, I like life and I, I, th I find life fun and funny. And so because of that, and I treat everyone as an equal, that's an important part of this. So everywhere I went across Egypt, I treated everyone as an equal and like, oh, like a prince. And I was treated like a prince everywhere I went. And when I climbed Mount Sinai, it's about a four and a half hour climb. And you start climbing at one o'clock in the morning so you can see the sunrise at the top. It's beautiful, and isn't I'm it? Climbing, it, it oh, my God. I've, I've done it. It's unbelievable. Have you? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know the climb. So you're climbing the climb, right? Again, you'll, you'll love this story. You'll love this story. It gets really damn dark. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm about an hour and a half into the climb in the darkness, and I hear, John. Now, if you don't think that was trippy to hear your name being called to you on the side of Mount Sinai. <laughs> <you know>? In <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> in Egypt. I'm like, yes, God? <laughs> but it, it wasn't God. You know who it was? Nice. It was the manager of the hotel who thought I would be cold when I reached the top, and he was climbing <laughs> the mountain to give me his coat. Wow. Right. Kindness. So then the next day, next day, I come down from the mountain. I go to St. Catherine's Monastery right there at the base. Right. Did you go to St. Catherine's, Sue? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in St. Catherine's Monastery. I walk by where the, the supposed burning bush was, right? And <laughs> this guy walks up to me. He says, hey, are you American? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm American. He says, me too. Have you, have you been having problems since you've been here? I said, no, it's been great. Everyone's treating me well. And, you know, he says, everywhere I go, people want to fight me. And five minutes later, I wanted to kick that guy's ass. 
Because <laughs> the guy was just a jerk, right? He was putting out that, and so he was getting it back. It was just everything we've talked about, about your... He believed it, so his subconscious mind was showing it to him, right? I, I literally... I have friends today who still write me from Egypt. My taxi driver writes me from Egypt. You know, and you know, it was like... Because I made just great friends over there because I treated them... And ex- I treated them with love and respect, but I also expected to have a great time with them. Yeah. You know, I was looking for fun and enjoyment. And I had, I mean, I got into in-depth conversations about, you know, Muslims and Jews and religion with, with Egyptian men who were, you know, very opinionated. And, and I was able to have very clear conversations without any fear or judgment, right? Just because we, I, I they, they trusted me because I treated them well, you know? Yeah. And it's an interesting time. You know, you really, you really create your experience you you do and i think uh the the way you treat others is the way you want to speak speak to yourself and be spoken to um and it's like you just said you've got a choice every day you wake up and that is very simple it can be a good day or a bad day you can be kind to people you cannot be kind to people and all that's on you and i suppose i'm sure this is what you talk about in keynotes and everything that's on you that's not on anyone else isn't it Right, right. You know, you, you you can look at other people and blame them for what's happened to you in the past. You can live in the victim mode or you can, I, I like, I put it this way. You can be an action hero or you can be a reaction zero. Ooh, right? powerful. <laughs> right. So think about that. You know, you, you're, you're sort of sitting reactions to all this subconscious crap behind you. I mean, you're talking to a guy right now. I told you all the things I've done. I, I wasn't trying to brag. I was just, I was very, I'm very proud of what I've done. Yes, but it should be. I'm going to give you give you a little bit about my background. My father w- was a, a an abuser and and a, and a, a very very hard man to live with. And I was of all his seven children, I was the one he hated. Right, and so I was I was known as the bum and worthless and kicked out on Christmas Eve and and you know, you know and all all the all the junk. I could sit here right now and blame him for all my failures in life, but I don't have them. Right, I I win. Because I, I, don't, I don't believe that he defines me. If I allow myself to be the victim to what he did to me in the past, then I, I am living his life and not mine. And you, so have to live, you have to live your own. You have to live mm-hmm. your own life. And, you know, you are the creator of your experience. And, you're, and can, I'm going to throw a very, I, you know, I, I study spirituality. And one of the things that I've always found really fascinating was in, uh, in Christianity, uh, in the Bible, it says, uh, uh, Jesus said, whatever you ask in God's name is granted. And then when Moses climbed that mountain, he got to the top. He said, what's, what's, your, what's your name? Everyone's going to want to know your name. And the, and the burning bush said, I am. So whatever you ask in God's name, I am, is granted. So if you're saying, I am sad, I am a victim, I am lonely, I am poor, <laughs> you know, you are creating into your experience. Now, that's the spiritual aspect of it, but it is truly a, a focus. You know, I am the creator of my experience. And in, in, so I don't do any tries anymore. I never try anything. I just do. In do the I, words of Yoda, mm, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, a really nice way to finish off that uh, it, at the end of the day, it's on you. If you want to achieve something, you can. If you want to be a good person, you can. If you want to have good friendship, fun, life, love, it's up to you. And I think that's essentially what's come out of, you know, the five Fs that you spoke about today, John, and your experience. So if people are listening to this, where's the best way to contact you, find you, book you for a virtual keynote? Um, you know, just make contact. And thank you for everything you've spoken about today. 
Oh, thank you. It's been a real pleasure to be here. I'm easy to find. CorporateActionHero.com. If you go there, you're going to find the links to LinkedIn and Facebook and all that's there. But if you go to CorporateActionHero.com, I'll tell you a couple things that are on there. Um, there's a link to my podcast, the Interaction Hero podcast that's on there. There's also a link to my daily vlog. I put up a, a two to three minute daily motivational video every day. And um, so if you want to get a little bit of inspiration every day, check that out. And uh, if you're interested in uh, keynotes, virtual or live, we're opening up here in the States right now. So it's coming to the point now where I'm starting to book for the fall right now. Um, then, uh, then give me a call. Check me out. Perfect. All right. Well, guys, as I said before, that would be episode number 229. Go and check out John and, and just thank him for everything he's done as well. There'll be uh, the PDF on the five Fs, the system that John has spoken about today. Uh, adapt it, bring it into your life and make a change. So, John, thank you so much for you know being honest, raw, sharing uh, and bringing the energy, mate. I've really enjoyed uh, looking and watching you in your feather underwear and the energy you've brought. <laughs> well, thanks. It's been great here. I'm not going to try to visualize what you're wearing. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs>